0: Welcome to TV7 Israel's podcast. We invite you to listen and share our latest content from Israel and the region.
1: Hello from Jerusalem, and welcome to Watchmen Talk, a series of conversations with Israeli experts and practitioners in uh, several domains of national security, law enforcement, and intelligence. Our guest today is a retired Commissioner General and Major General Shachar Ayalon. Welcome. Thank you. General Ayalon uh, was a very senior police officer and then the Commissioner General of the Fire and Rescue Service and many other exploits which we will uh, delve into in the uh, next uh, two programs. Shachar Ayalon, uh, you were uh, born not too far from where we are uh, speaking now in in Jerusalem. Jerusalem. And uh, your parents uh, were both um, champion athletes. Did that contribute to to the fact that you too grew up uh, to be um, a leading sports figure in the Israeli uh, youth team? Yes, that's for sure. I grew up in a family that uh, deal with sport uh,
0: and uh, it was natural that I would choose one of the uh, sports uh, uh, areas. Well, I chose and uh, I was good in uh, running. I was a middle distance runner. My father was my trainer. He was my coach. And uh, um, uh, quite quickly, I began to be a, a national uh, youth uh, champion and uh, I was running uh, in uh, Winget Institute, which was uh, the main court for uh, running uh, middle distance uh, competitions, and I was in the national team. 400 meters, 800,
1: 1500, this is what we call middle distance running. Now, this uh, career, or what uh, was the beginning of a career, is what brought you to the Munich Olympic Games in September of 1972. What happened there? In uh, there was a decision in the uh, Olympic
0: Committee and in uh, the German uh, government that they will host, uh, beside of the bachelor and uh, the uh, uh, and, uh, Olympic teams, uh, youth teams, people that are uh, uh, going to be the next generation, and the next generation used to be or uh, planned to be in Montreal, in the Olympic in Montreal. So, they built um, a youth camp near the Olympic camp that all the youth uh, delegations for all the world came to have the experience, to feel the feeling what is the Olympic Games, to uh, be there and to be prepared, more prepared to the next Olympic Games. So, in my uh, results in running, I
1: could run in the next uh, Olympic Games. In the 1976 Montreal Olympics. That's right. But then then came what people in Israel remember as the Munich Massacre, the national tragedy of 11 members uh, of the Israeli delegation being killed uh, after being uh, abducted. Uh, by uh, Palestinian terrorists. Uh, what was your personal experience in this event? Well in five uh, early in the
0: morning at five o'clock uh, The police German police came and surround us Waked up us and told us that there is a hostages negotiation situation in the Olympic uh, village near to us Well at that night approximately at 11 o'clock we left our uh, friends mm-hmm. in the Olympic uh, mm-hmm. village at the dormitories and after six hours, uh, they waked up. And we, let's say six hours before, left the village. The hostage negotiation was uh, a very bad uh, treatment. And uh, the 11 Olympic uh, members of the delegation got killed. The day after, they uh, stopped uh, the Games for a memorial um uh, convention there in the stadium, and it was it was a very sad um, meeting there. Uh, we sat on the on the grass there and then we flew back home with ten coffins and uh, we buried them in Tel Aviv uh, in Creul. Uh, this uh, moment really shocked me, and this was the moment when I turned from an athlete a leading athlete to, uh, on the way, uh, I was 16, 17, later when I got uh, to 2021 to uh, terrorism or um, a terrorist uh, uh, against terrorism units and a
1: fighter. So after your military service, uh, there was uh, a relatively new unit which was established uh, in the uh, border police as part of the national police. Uh, the acronym in Hebrew is YAMAM, uh, which means uh, a special counterterrorism unit for the border police. Or uh, in English, it would be SWAT, Special Weapons and Tactics. Um, and you were chosen to be a member of this unit. Right. This uh, kind of SWAT
0: that. Uh, were established all over the world in in germany uh by the way was the result of the knowledge and what happened in munich the german opened the gsg9 unit in the in the body police and after the maalot what happened in the
1: north of israel with hostage negotiation palestinian terrorists crossed over from lebanon and took over a class from another town visiting Malot and sleeping um, in the uh, vacant school and many members were either killed by the terrorists or during the uh, exchange with the commandos who tried uh, to release them. That's right. What
0: happened in 1704 is the government decided in Israel to put the internal security in the hands of the police and took it from the hands of the army. So, the police established an anti-terrorism unit, as you, as you said, the YAMAM. And in 77, I joined this uh, force. Instead of going to United States to study there, in some university they invited me as on the scholarship of a sportsman, I decided to change my career from sport to anti-terrorism uh, uh, and police officer uh, um, uh, degree. And I began. Uh, let's say, this journey along more than 35 years in the police.
1: Um, It's uh, not usual for people with your caliber, with your potential to choose the police rather than the military as their career. Why did you choose the police, or was it specifically because you saw yourself as a Yamam fighter, a Yamam officer? Because, what's all... um, The war uh, and guarding
0: the borders was less important for me. My experience, and it was very uh, a a large influence on my soul, is the terrorism uh, and uh, uh, the terrorism and the hostage hostages uh, event. And I knew that the 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 unit or the organizations that gonna front terrorism, internal terrorism, riots. Uh, problems inside the country is going to be the police. And I was um, immediately, de- uh, I won- it-, it was a, let's say, uh, um, a-, a decision that uh, stand on this experience that I'm going to be in a special unit. And it was not that, only that the special unit asked me to join them because they knew that I am, I'm a very good uh, physical position and I am a champion in running. And even they said, it will help us to win. Uh, there is a competition, competition uh, between the police and the army, and it was very traditional, and we want you to be with us on orienteering running. It's not uh, uh, ordinary running, it was with orienteering.
1: Right, field running, field and running. you have to get from point to, to point. point.
0: Yes, it's very familiar in the Scandinavian uh, countries and it was new in Israel. What's the problem?
1: You have GPS.
0: Yes. Not GP- now. <laughs> no, even now, with all the technicians that we know in the world, uh, the competitions now and the training now is with map and a compass.
1: Okay, so they recruited you much like a college uh, would uh, go to, to a star high school athlete and um, recruit them to uh, study there in order to uh, represent them in competitions. But you were basically a platoon leader, a team leader. What were the uh, principles of uh, hostage situations? Are you negotiating and uh, simultaneously you try to find the right angle, the right time to surprise the, um, the hostage takers? You don't have two choices. You
0: have only one chance uh, if you want to win the situation because hostages' situation, the principle is first of all to save the life of the hostages. And if you can do it by negotiation, if you can do it by even give them something that they want and they will go. Or you can save the hostages without killing the terrorists. The the first thing that is important is to save the life of the hostages. And you don't have many chances because it's very close between death and release, uh, freedom and death, because sometimes their hand... Or they're on the grenade, and they uh, it's very close sometimes it's a bubble trap it's it's a it's, it's problematic situation so sometimes if there is a hostage negotiation, you have to be sophisticated, you have to be patient you have you need as much as information and uh, intelligence that you you have and you can get from the situation if you want to succeed, and you have to be very trained. And very specific on your ex- uh, uh, abilities. You have to be professional. And that's what happened in the first year of the phenomenon of taking hostages. That the police and the army and the semi-army units were not professional. They were in their first step of this phenomenon. They got uh, uh, they
1: had the warrior reflex of storming yes, immediately
0: immediately, and uh, they sometimes i don 't say forget, but uh, their uh, equipment uh, and their way of thinking was not first f- first of all to save the hostages and these units all over the world begins to cooperate to learn from uh, e- uh, from every event. And if you remember the Mogadishu event that the g s g non flew to mogadishu and win there and helped uh, and, and and solve the problem so
1: this is the beginning
0: of this the was success, the
1: ger- german and tebe
0: the german and tebe but it was raising on the on the mistakes
1: and uh, the tragic event of seventy two just to recall what happened there. The uh, German unit um, uh, headed by Ulrich Wegener uh, had a special Boeing of their own. They flew uh, immediately next to the hijacked plane, and uh, they both touched down at the same time, and the hostage-takers were surprised by the commanders. That's right. You uh, uh, said that Ulrich Wegener
0: was the one who commanded this unit and was even the establisher of this uh, uh, um, way of thinking, and uh, uh, it was very appreciated. And I remember as we, as the Israeli unit, we had a little bit old uh, police cars. We looked in NVI on the Mercedes they got in the GSG9 that can really run fast on the highway and the autobahns, and uh, this is... But no.
1: now... Now, um, in the movies um, where you have uh, the A-Team or Mission Impossible, you have squads where uh, each member specializes in something. Communications, explosives, uh, uh, lock uh, opening, door breaking. What was the system in your mom? Well, the system is
0: all over the world the same. You need... People that gonna be specialized in breaching, specialize what we call with ropes. We call them monkeys that can climb. They can uh, 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 breach from the from the uh, from the roof. Uh, we have people that are on the on the ladders. that are strong people that can put the ladders and climb fast. You need people that uh, has the best eye and the hands for snipers. And uh, you need uh, people that can really um, um, get the in- information or the intelligence about even engineers. Even you need expertise in every um, uh, field that you can even manage. So every squad have members that everyone, although he's
1: in the in a general squad, has especially expertise. Now, there are one or two dilemmas having to do with uh, hostage situations because there is a tension between solving this particular problem and what it projects for the future, for other such uh, situations. For instance, um, you can have a deal with the hostage takers and then they find out that you do not deliver on the deal. So perhaps future... Terrorists will not believe you and immediately execute the hostages. On the other hand, if you give in to their demands, you lose your deterrence and perhaps you are inviting future hostage taking. How do you solve the tension uh, between such uh, principles? Well, these units, uh, operational
0: units, has to understand that this decision is not in their hand. See, this is a, a strategic uh, decision, sometimes worldwide, and uh, we are not uh, will we will not uh, give up uh, for terrorism. This is a, a slogan, but you know sometimes with money, not even by influence on the on the uh, dispatches of these terrorists. Sometimes you are speaking with someone behind the curtain, and there is a lot of going on. Uh, that is uh, with you don't expose these uh, uh, meetings and way of thinking, but this strategy is, I will say, even in a level of political re- level. And this is very interesting because these um, elements involving with the operational abilities. Sometimes the politicals said, What is the presence of success in your? Uh, action. If you have, you said, I don't, uh, very low percents, they will begin to think because if they lose the hostages, they will uh, gain a lot of bad publicity. They said, okay, you, you sold them. You really didn't uh, mean, you didn't meant even to save them. All, everything was just talking. For prestige. For prestige, you meant to kill the terrorist in any in any position, in any any cost. You you really didn't try to 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 serve them, and the families and the relatives
1: and the media will crucify them. So what's the percentage? Of course, it's only an estimate. No no one knows. But if the the commander of Yamam uh, tells the prime minister, the minister of defense, and the others. 60%, 80%. Is that enough, or do they want to know that it is close to 100%? Um, I would
0: say that if I was now in the position of uh, uh, a decision maker in the governmental uh, level, 80% will uh, give me enough confidence to go on that mission. 80% is very good
1: percentage in such a risky uh, task. Having uh, uh, watched several uh, exercises, mock airplanes, where YAMAM experts um, uh, in, in uh, split seconds take in, uh, go in, know how to shoot the hostage takers and not the hostages, which is, of course, uh, uh, one problem. The, this is very impressive. But it seems as if since 1974, as you mentioned, uh, many years have passed without such an incident. It is much like what happened in the um, anti-missile program, where Israel was attacked in 1991, invested a lot with American help in having an anti-missile system, and no no missiles came in. Of course, there were rockets by Palestinians and Hezbollah, but. Maybe they were deterred by the fact that the Imam existed. But isn't it too much of an investment, such an elite unit, all of them uh, career officers, um, training uh, day in and day out, with nothing to show for it? It's uh, too much uh,
0: to, to, uh, uh, to put so much effort and money on this unit, only for hostages, uh, negotiations, negotiation situation. But... First of all, it's like a baton. You're handing a baton, and the, the terrorists know that there is a baton that will hit them on the head if they are doing this action. So this is something that gives you the confidence and unconfidence to the terrorists. Second, there is a lot of hostage negotiation situation, or hostages uh, taken situation in the crime area for money, uh, for a uh, reason in uh, home uh, um, um, let's say domestic, a, a situation. domestic situation that you need these uh, units and this unit has so many skills that can you can use them for other missions so your uh, question is is a, a very uh, right and uh, justified question it's very expensive to take this unit and just waiting for a hostages negotiation in the background of terrorism. You're right. But if you look on the whole picture and the variety of the uh, missions that they can do and the, the excellence, because excellency and the ability take all the units around up and they lead them. And these units usually provide a very good and talented uh, commanders to the other unit. Because in this unit, usually the people are young. Till the age of 30, 35, 40. And then they want to go on with their career. They go to other units all around the organization. And the lead organization, some of the people from the Imam began to be generals in the police and even commissioner. Even commissioner. So this is something an excellency, a, a, a something that lead
1: the other unit to be better. Also, since late 1987, where the uh, uprising in the uh, West Bank and Gaza started, Yamam um, squads, Yamam teams are involved in many arrest operations there, many operations where uh, you have to um, encircle a house and uh, raid it uh, without people inside uh, being aware of it, even though they are alert. And sometimes they have uh, um, outlook, uh, uh, people who are trying to find if you are closing in on them. That's right. When the Secret Service, the the Shabak, sometimes have
0: uh, uh, delicate problems, and they want to help the undercover units in the Arab villages and cities, they use the Yamam, and the Yamam has
1: a lot of cooperation with the shimbet, with the the secret services. So this is uh, an economy of force where the uh, Shabak doesn't have uh, a unit of its own because it's expensive, and it relies on the police to uh, loan it, Yamam. That's right.
0: I don't know what is the financial uh, uh, equivalent and the money goes between the Shabak and the police, but this unit saved the Shabak a lot of money, the Secret Service a lot of money because they have already a national team like the YAMAM and the YAMAM was announced as a national team, not only for the police, but other organizations like the Army, Air Force, uh, Secret
1: Service, maybe even the Mossad, can use the abilities of this unit. Uh, General Ayalon, in our next uh, conversation, we'll Focus on the police, but it should be noted uh, in, in this regard that because of Israel's uh, scale, now there are nine million Israelis, but the country, of course, was much smaller with a much smaller population. There is a tendency to have national organizations, national units, for instance, the forensics lab. You don't have one for the military, one for Shabak, one for Mossad, and one for police. The police. Happens to host this lab, and uh, this also goes uh, true for Yamam. Well, first of all, uh, because we have um, a small country,
0: efficient country, sometimes a national, uh, let's say, forensic laboratories or one unit can have a neck, a bottleneck, but it's very efficient, all the data all the uh, the abilities and expertise in one unit, serve all the organization in Israel. Uh, So I think that this system as a national teams and national laboratories and national unit and other uh, uh, um, organizations that serve the other one uh, is good for Israel. It's good for Israel. Um, it's uh, easier on the computers, easier on the communication. Cooperation is better, and uh, I think it's uh, uh, homeland security. It's better for homeland security, um, and uh,
1: with with the governmental other offices. So just to close this uh, conversation and go back to the 1974 decision to take responsibility from what happens within the border, from the military, and go to the police. You seem to think that it was justified. But when hostage situations arose in the territories, which one can either uh, call Israel or not, usually the military decided to have its own unit operate there, and it was not always successful, rather than Yamam. That's right. The army has its units, uh, and
0: the army is uh, so big and so strong that he said, okay, we have the yamam, we always can call them, but as big organizations, it's better for us to have something uh, in our pockets that we can uh, draw it and uh, use it. We know that it's not so qualified and uh, 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 experts like the yamam, but still, for our
1: uh, confidence... Let's have a unit of our own. Well, you describe it as a rational decision, but we know that it's very emotional and sentimental because many of the veterans of these units then rise in the hierarchy to become decision makers, and they decide that the military will do it. General Shachar alone. Um, we will uh, have another conversation on police, homeland security, fire and rescue soon. <music>